He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today we are previewing the packed week nine slate of games. We're not going to get to all of them. We're not going to get to Washington. Oh, no, we are getting to Washington, USA. Oops, mm. I forgot I wrote that one down. Uh, we're not going to get to Notre Dame Clemson. We're not going to get to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. There is a really good slate of games this weekend. We will be touching on Georgia versus Missouri, Washington versus USC, and then Alabama versus LSU. Sean, before we get to that, though, can you just uh, share a quick message uh, from Bet Online to our listeners? You know, Halloween's a great day for celebration and candy. And if you have kids, you take them trick-or-treating. You give out the candy to other trick-or-treaters. But really, all you want to do is sit down and bet on the Mac game that's playing on a Tuesday. Uh, Hell on yeah. Day of October. So for those of us that want that are going to be doing that, we're going to be doing that at Bet Online. So lock the hell in. All right? put you, you Go give the candy at the commercial breaks. They're going to stay there at the yeah. door. Trust me. They're not leaving anywhere if your lights are on. Bet go bet your your kids' college fund on. Hey, no, no, we are not, we are not advising that. <laughs> hey, man, they can have tonight to go get their candy, but if they're gonna pull you away from the TV, you got to get back at them. You know, that's not that's not appropriate. That is taking their Mister Good bars and their Snickers bars or whatever whatever candy you like. That's no. the whole. That's the get back. All right, we obviously had different childhoods. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. I love every time I get to learn a little bit more about Joe, and, and the Deleons must have grown up in a vindictive household. No, no, my dad's actually very anti-sports betting. I remember when I first started doing it, and I would like, I would. He noticed I had this strange, um, what's the word I'm looking for? fixation on rent oh well, no 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 because i have my my own bank account now oh. but really just a strange fixation on uh very specific games and he'd be like why are we watching this why is this on the tv and then i would react accordingly and then he would yell at me and because every parent who doesn't understand it thinks that you're betting tens of thousands of dollars yeah somehow even though you clearly don't have that money well yeah because the the longer that you live and get to know people you meet somebody that threw away their entire life gambling. Yeah. So you don't want, you don't don't want their kid. They they don't want their kid to end up like that. And we don't want anybody to end up like that because we're not making those, those big mama wagers. We are making just, just nice bets to get us through some action. I think it's a little more telling of how our parents think that we're not financially responsible or smart enough to make correct decisions. I think that's a little Mm -hmm. bit more telling of what it is. We will though. We will not focus on that anymore. We will focus on the games that we have this weekend. The first one I want to start with, Sean, Georgia versus Missouri. I wanted to start with USC Washington. Did I ask? Well, you Shut said this the is the one up. that I wanted to start with. Oh, well, so this I is what I'm starting in. with. I'm driving the car. You can sit in the back seat and go. We're going where I'm taking us, okay? You're a we're bad going driver. To, we're going to we're going to Georgia, Missouri, and we're, we're, we're driving uh, through as many red lights as possible. Okay, gotcha. Look, I really think that this game, Sean, reminds me, not fully, but reminds me a little bit of the Georgia-Tennessee game from last year in the sense that Missouri is this really exciting, explosive offense. It was before we really were taking Georgia seriously. 
where we didn't rank Missouri at number one. We didn't go that far. But there's a lot of hype around this Missouri team. There's even speculation this week that some people are saying, could this be the upset? They almost did it last year. Could this be the week that Georgia gets caught not paying attention? What happened last year? Georgia was pissed off because nobody was taking them seriously. And we've seen so far this season them progressively get more and more pissed off on a weekly basis. We're at the point where Missouri's just on a collision course. They are the squirrel that's crossing the street with the 18-wheeler that is just barreling down going 100 miles an hour. I'm sorry, Missouri, but this one is not going to go very favorably for you. Georgia kind of has to piss themselves off, and they do a lot of woe is me Georgia act like they've been counting us out you know, our whole time here. Nah. No, you've been, a, you've been a number one for forever. But you need to do that when you're that good, and it's refreshing to see them wake up when they're playing a ranked team. And then we get to see what Georgia's really made of or an SEC team that Florida beat down last week should let everybody know that they didn't go anywhere, that even though, you know, it's it's still they're still the team that the national championship is running through. So Missouri, it's a good luck because November, December and then eventually January for Georgia is when they continue to 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 reach their peak. They, they, They got through October cool that that's good we got through october undefeated expectation met now let's set it again in november raise it in december and close it out in january which i think just about everybody's expecting them to do i mean the speculation of oh could michigan give them a game let's see let's see what they do against ohio state that's going to be the test right now just looking at this missouri team like they're a little chaotic they can give Mm -hmm. me some chaos and that'd be great but I, I think when Georgia takes himself seriously, there's no one stopping him. No, no. I mean, there's there's not. And for me, what gets brought up when you talk about this game, yes, Luther Burden is fantastic. He is he's very good. Uh, he's the best receiver in the SEC right now. Maybe you could argue Malik Neighbors is in that conversation, but the guy is unstoppable. But I see some limitations with that offense where Brady Cook's best performances have come going up against weaker secondaries. And he's one of those guys who is above average, but excels when everything is spelled out in front of him. But when things are a little bit more complicated than that, when there's really good coverage or there's confusing blitz pressure coming in his face, how does he react? And we saw how he reacted in the end of the game against LSU. He threw two picks. He did not play well at the end of that game. And I think that that's more reflective of how this game is going to play out. I understand that this Georgia pass rush, I think they're like 77th or something like that in in terms of getting home with sacks. They still are very talented along that front. Like I'm really, really in on that big group. But the really scary part is knowing with Malachi Starks and Kamari Lassiter, that whole group, that secondary is young but it is, without a doubt, the best secondary in the country. Missouri hasn't faced anyone like that. They haven't. They have not been challenged like this. I'd love to see what Luther Burden does. Does he power through that? Does he find ways to get open and still have a really good game because they need him to? But, dude, that is going to be a a daunting challenge. We saw what Tennessee, what happened with Tennessee last year when the same crap happened where they were like, look at all these receivers, look at this passing attack, and it got locked out. I think last year's Tennessee team was better than this Missouri team. So yes. looking at it, like, 
All right. And for Georgia would love nothing more than to confuse and disrupt on defense, which they will do. That's that's maybe what they're best at at defense is knowing exactly how much and when to send the pressure. But they can't have three first rounders on the D line alone every single year this year. It's a little bit different, but I would want to block them. Missouri's sitting here. They still have to scheme. That old line room still has to scheme big time because you know there's going to be a, a time where they bring seven, and and mm. when they bring seven, two are going to get there. And what's your does your quarterback have a hot read? Do you have it? Do you are you are you are you chipping? Are you bringing a, a protect just in case they decide to green dog? What what happens? And they are just a little bit better at, than everybody else at scheming up a defense. Javon Foster and that Missouri offensive line, it's it's been pretty good. I just, dude, man, this is just another animal. I, I'm not trying to disrespect Missouri, and I know that it's going to get painted like that. I'm probably going to title the video, uh, Missouri's going to get dominated by Georgia. Yes, so that does sound disrespectful. Mm. But look, all I'm getting at here, man, unless you're a top five team, you're just not going to provide a challenge for them. You're just not. Call that hubristic. Call it whatever you want. I'm getting killed in the Rufino and Joe comments because they said the same exact shit I'm saying right now on that show, too. Someone called me a Georgia homer, by the way, which is hilarious. Well, you are. I, how? What do you mean, how? The Georgia fan base doesn't like me. I'm not claiming by either them of for them. Years. I, I literally, I literally <laughs> was roasted by Georgia fans last year for what I said about Stetson Bennett. So I saw I'm not you by had either. a couple darties in a Georgia hat. I'm going to kick your ass. I did. You stink. <laughs> Are you telling people that you didn't root for Georgia? I didn't. I rooted for TCU last year. I, what are you talking about? You were going to go there. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. You stink. Oh, there we go. Nice job turning your light off. My power strip. Re re real technical professional over here. Hey, hey. This guy. <laughs> Look, final thought. It's not disrespect. It's just reality. Sean, let's talk about Washington versus USC as you aggressively demanded that we start the show with. Um, I think that if we were talking about this game before the Arizona State game, immediately after Oregon and after USC lost to Notre Dame, the outcome would be obvious. You know, we'd be sitting here saying they're just going to blow past him. It's going to be high scoring, but Washington's going to score two more touchdowns than USC. But right now, I don't know where I sit, man, because Washington is an enigma. But the one thing that I will say that I feel is the case, and this is this is probably one of the most speculative takes I've had on this show. I feel like Washington is the type of team dicks around against bad teams, but steps up their play when they play good opponents. And I think the same thing is going to happen against USC. I the USC is not a bad opponent, though. They're they're not great. They're not horrendous. Their offense still has playmakers. Yeah. Their defense is just otherworldly porous. And they can't. Soft. They, they're soft. They can't stop anyone. It's, it's, it's just, it's one of these unnatural things to have a defense this bad at a school this big. It shouldn't happen. Your recruiting coordinators and staff shouldn't let this happen. Your defensive coordinator shouldn't let this happen, but positioning coaches, I, like the heat is on. And the offense is trying their best to do their job. They're trying. And, and you're going into this like, Washington's still going to have to take them seriously. 
but this was billed at the beginning of the season as a, and we said it, if USC can get their defense right, this is going to be one of the best games of the year. This Pac-12, USC was supposed to be involved in some of the best games of the year. And they're not going to be because of their con- consistent ineptitude on the defensive end. It, they, they, have, they have removed a lot of great games because they can't hang, which is frustrating. Washington USC, Caleb Williams versus Michael Penix. Look at these receivers. Look at the look at the, look at everybody. This is great. The setting. We're in we're in November. This is when it's supposed to matter. Ugh. Thanks. Thanks for nothing, Trojans. Thanks yeah, for absolutely it's a, nothing, Alex Grinch, Lincoln don't, Riley. Don't ever count on hits. don't ever count on anyone associated with USC to be reliable. St- why is Lincoln Riley still doing weird bits? Well, okay. What do you mean by weird bits? Well, he, I just think he fucking. sucks. I think he just completely sucks as an individual. Everything he, everything he does, feels disingenuous. Yeah, he's Dabo. He's a less accomplished version of Dabo. At least Dabo's got his faith. I mean, look, Dabo's <laughs> done something though. Dabo's Dabo's done. Dabo can make a brisket. Dabo. Oh, I, I'd have. I'd take half a Dabo before I took Lincoln Riley. Well, right. D- Dabo has actually won national championships. So, and we're going to talk about the Dabo thing in a little bit. But the thing that bothers me with Lincoln, and I, like I did a whole video about this, I, the guy's actions after the game, after they lost to Utah, uh, removing the players from media availability. I get he's trying to protect his players. I didn't like that. So I think bit. that what we saw earlier in the season was really messed up where he blocked access to a young reporter because he didn't like something that he did, basically using context of a situation of a player um, somewhere on in a team practice facility talking to another player, used a line from that in a story. But to completely remove access to a player be, or to a, a young reporter because he, for whatever reason, felt disrespected by this individual – I just think that he's the focus on this team is completely on the wrong things. But to get back to this game, I agree with you on what you're saying with Lincoln. He stinks. I I, I obviously lean Washington. And I think that what this is going to come down to, USC is going to hit home. USC is going to score those long touchdowns. Caleb Williams is going to make some big plays. He was able to pull it out of his ass against Cal. And they're going to find a way to pull it out of their ass again against Washington to put points on the board. But if we just compare two secondaries, one is going to have a much more difficult time stopping three NFL receivers, two if not all three of them are healthy, compared to the other. USC is going to put points on the board, but you think that they're going to be able to tackle Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, and and, and Polk? Like, that's not going to happen. No. They're They're not going to be able to do it. They don't have a pass rush, pass rush, pass rush that can get that can get to to Penix. They're actually their pass rush has actually been one of the better parts of that defense. What's the over under you're setting for sacks in this game? Total or just for USC? USC. They throw the ball a lot, so let's say uh, two and a half. I know. Are you taking the over or the under? Let's go with the push. Okay. Well, that's possible. You know what? That that experiment was a push. That that that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that works.
Michael Penix, I feel like, is going to have a career game. He could take the top off. He might rush for a touchdown. He, he, he might he might not be playing in the third quarter because it's why would we? We're up by thirty. You think it's gonna be that bad? You're actually anticipating that it's gonna be that lopsided? How could it not be, Joe? I mean Give me okay. a reason why. Give me a reason he, aside from Caleb Williams or a Zachariah Branch uh, a return touchdown. Well, why you just it said it. Be. You just said it. That they have multiple electric playmakers that if they needed to, they could get this thing back within 14. I mean, we saw it's almost the converse situation of what happened with Colorado and USC, where if they do go down big, they're going to put points. They're going to find ways to score quickly. They are capable of doing that. But I think this is at least a two-score game, a 10-plus point game. Th- 30 points is a, is a little much. I think the only way it happens is, you know, when you're when you're, the team that you're rooting for is like, they're making a push, they're down, and they just need to move the ball down the field late in the fourth quarter, and that two-minute drill looks sharp. You, you just see it, and they're just moving the ball, moving the ball. I know the safeties are dropped. And you're like, wow, where was this offense for the first three quarters or the first three and a half quarters? Like, like mm-hmm. this thing is rolling. This is moving. They have some urgency because they're acting like they need to score a touchdown or else they're going to lose on this specific drive. I think if USC plays like that on every single drive, then they have that's the only way they have a fighting shot is if, if they treat the same way from the first possession to the seventh. This is a, a do or die touchdown or or bust situation. What? Okay, so this is kind of what I'm getting at here, and you, you're you're kind of leading into it. This, I think, for Washington's sake, why they're going to win is gonna is because they feel they've been sloppy, and when a team's been sloppy for two straight weeks, that means you come into practice and Coach DeBoer is going to be on your ass, and a lot of those issues are going to be at least cleaned up, not completely fixed, but at least cleaned up. You're going to see a cleaner more conservative game, a better defensive performance. But on the flip side of things, like USC, man, I I don't know what type of a team they are. I said before the Utah game, when I predicted that Utah was going to win, I said that they feel like a team that has already quit and that they are starting to quit. But you would imagine if they had any pulse or any fight or any uh, pride that they would say, you know what, we're playing like shit right now. And then they would use this as an opportunity to not prove that they're worth being in the national conversation, but to cause damage and to prove some people wrong. If they go add, on a if they had a store, right? Pl- go pull on the Avengers store, pull a Utah. That'd be awesome. Do damage. That'd be great. It just would. I've got no dog in the fight for the Pac-12. I just know it's the most exciting conference we got right now. Do some damage. Would be do fun. some damage. We'll see what happens. All right, Alabama versus LSU. Um, dude, I, I, Wait, yeah. I don't know how this th- – I don't know how this game does not lean for LSU because if we look at oh, how these God. two teams dr- are constructed oh, – you're letting that one certain gentleman – No, no, dude. You oh, look at this oh, he's thing He's in on, your you, ear. He's in your earpiece. You look at this game on paper – and it makes so much sense why LSU has an advantage. Blake LSU, Dunham, the puppet master. Shut up. Shut up. LSU has cool. LSU has the best. Shut the hell up. LSU is one of the best offenses in the country, if not the best offense in the country. Jaden Daniels has been playing at an elite level. Yep. 
it is hard to keep up with that team. There has not been anyone who's been able to stop them, stop them. And the only way that they have lost or the way that games have been close is because teams have tried to keep up with them. That's how Ole Miss won. Ole Miss just beat them in a shootout. There was no defensive prowess exercised by Ole Miss, who has a better defense than people are willing to consider. For the weaknesses that Alabama has that they're bringing to the table, I understand that they've been better over the past couple of weeks, but I, I'm going to say this on the FCS show with Montana. When your offensive line is as bad as it is, the floor will fall out eventually. And I think that this is the week that it eventually falls out. And I think for the reason, as we saw against Texas, if they go down by 10 plus points, they very clearly get desperate in their play calling and their play on the field. And this team is not built to protect Jalen Milrow for extended periods of time. It's just not built that way. They're going to get sacks. They're going to get pressures. Jalen Milrow is a great quarterback when everything is flowing. But when everything starts to get tense and tight, he turns the ball over, he takes big hits, and it leads to mistakes. LSU scores way too quick. My only reason why I feel very uncomfortable with being so confident in LSU is because of Nick Saban and because this game is in Tuscaloosa. That's that's all you need, right? That's all okay. you need. But it's no. That's, that's all you need, Joe. All you need is is, is <sighs> big bad Nick Saban after losing last year, having LSU boot them from the playoff, and he had to go on the media junket telling people they need to let him in all offseason. This is – let's write the script, buddy. They were writing it last year. It's Saban. He's still there. Count him out in the offseason. Count him out in the beginning of the season. October was better. The, the, the pump is primed. It's ready to go. But that's all they have in their corner. That's it. It's all they need, and it's all I would need. It's all att- – Joe, we just have to use some out, outside – because because the offensive line, problematic. Milrow turnovers, crazy. Inconsistent all the time. Running game, can't truly get it a stat. Doesn't, they don't have a Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, any of the dudes that we've seen. Right? They don't. Wide receiving core. They're not wide receiver you or even the the, the top three that they've been keep competing for with the last eight years. Mm-hmm. No one's denying that. But when you just look at the optics and the specs of the situation, you have to say, wow, am I gonna am I gonna think that LSU walks into this stadium led by Brian Kelly and they're gonna out coach and outperform? Uh, Nick Saban they can do one of those two they can outperform I don't think they're out coaching him I think I think yeah. he has found it this team and I don't think, I think they they've the gotten playoff, lucky I think that's they the are way to playing play. at potential they're not a playoff team but they're playing at potential if that makes sense to me they don't have the usual dudes they don't have all the time in the world to throw the ball down the field this is what they are, and they're going to grind them out. Welcome to the meat grinder. I still stand by what I think makes the most sense, which is it, it, that's I, I'm it, not it, saying it doesn't make sense. They can't keep up with the. And it's similar to everything I've talked about with Washington. 
with how quickly and explosively that they can score, they are not built to keep up with them. And I know that the counter argument is, oh, look at all these deep shots they hit with Jermaine Burton. Not all of that is going to be available to you in this game. It's just not. And are you relying on hitting Jermaine Burton over the top on every single drive to score? That's not going to work. LSU is structurally built that there are so many different options outside of Malik Neighbors that they can score quickly. And look, the two teams that they lost to, I said this leading into it, the two teams that they've lost to was Florida State, who has a better receiving room and a more ex- or slightly more explosive offense, maybe, arguably. They were able to score, outscore them, and quickly enough to build a quick enough lead that LSU couldn't climb back into it. And then Old Miss just beat them because they outdueled them in a shootout. Alabama LSU's can't defense, do that. LSU's defense is bad. It took you re- to week ten to figure that out. I'm just saying, they've been boy, wait, they've been we better. Got two, we got two sides of a coin for both teams. Alabama's they've offense is bad; their defense is good. Uh, LSU's offense is great; their defense is a lot to be desired. 395 yards a game given up. Ew, gross. 26 and a really half threatened. points per game. That's gross, dude. They're gonna give up some. They're going to give up some points to Alabama that, that they shouldn't have. They're going to give up a cut. That's why it's going to, it's going to be close. There's going to be a, a touchdown, a field goal, a turnover, whatever. There's going to be some mistakes LSU makes that keeps Alabama in the game. And if I'm looking at a one-score game in the fourth quarter, I know what coach I'm taking to lead me to glory. That's Nick Saban. Bad pick. Bad pick. All right, speaking of picks, Sean, let's sure. do our betting picks this week. As we talked about, you did terrible you didn't get a single one correct. You just didn't um, like my pick because you're a Georgia fan. Shut the hell up. My current record, 19-10-1 at a 66%. Sean is at a depressing 13-14-3, That is not making money. Broke ass. All right, my first pick of the week. <laughs> my first pick of the week. Look, Sean, the weeks I had bad weeks, I, I got away from two sure. of my bread and butter picks. And you know what? I'm just going to stick and ride with my bread and butter that I know that's working right now. Rutgers plus 17 and a half versus OSU. You might even get that number at an even bigger number because there's a lot of betting. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of betters are, are leaning Ohio State in this one. Take that 17 and a half. Take it whatever you can get because you know what? Rutgers is running the ball well. They're slowing games down. Ohio State doesn't score quickly enough for them to win by more than 17 and a half. Rutgers is going to get 40 bombed and they're going to score seven points. Good luck with that. Just a heads up. Is 40 minus 7, 17? I think so. What's your first pick? You're a piece of shit. By Notre Dame giving three to Clemson. Why, why am I getting yelled at? Because you shouldn't be allowed to pick against pick for my team. You shouldn't be allowed to do it. You shouldn't be allowed to wear ladies glasses, but you do. These aren't ladies' classes. You can go fuck yourself. Okay. Well, I'm just saying this is this is how we're operating, and I will be taking this in real life. Clemson is a disaster. Truly. They're in a, they are in a downward spiral in a bad year. And Notre Dame exceeding expectations. They only have two losses by now. So we're looking at this like, all right. Such a bad pick. Th- this feels like a it, it feels like it would be a trap game if Clemson had like three or two losses. No, 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 no. 
Notre Dame is going to win and cover this bad boy. This is such a bad. This is just such a. Why? This is just such a dipshit. <laughs> Who's it's not score even a good bet. Who's going to score points for them? This is a. Who, who, oh, they're not going. This game's right. a toss up. This game actually is a toss up. This, this is a game where Dabo, after everything that he's gone through, catches Notre Dame off guard. That no matter the records of these teams, it, this has turned into a bit of a rivalry. Notre Dame could lose this football game. So. You're a piece of garbage. You're a big piece of garbage. Oklahoma State plus five and a half versus Oklahoma. Look, Ollie Gordon has been so hot and their success is really, it it goes to him for what they've done so far this season. I saw last week what Devin Neal and Highshaw and Jason Bean did running the football against Oklahoma's defense. They are reeling right now. And we saw UCF even do it. I think that Ollie Gordon's going to have a big game. At the very least, I think it's at least a three-point football game. That five and a half point spread's a little big for me. God, we should have talked about Bedlam. That's going to be so great. It's going to be such a good game. Oklahoma State should be ranked. I don't know why they're not. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. So we got oh, Kansas they, Slappy State that's ranked. Easy on, easy on Kansas State. They're making. Kansas they're going to. They always make the big push in November. Joseph, let's not get ahead ahead of ourselves and give listeners ammunition that they they didn't need. Uh, my second game here, JMU giving five and a half to Georgia State. I think I was relayed this information by my great uncle Al that JMU has covered in eight of the games that they played. They're a yeah. cover machine. Here's the deal, though. They're going to scare the piss out of you. You'll you'll be watching them and and, and thinking, oh my god, what was the line? We we why did we take Marshall? That's that that's going to be running through your head. But they're gonna they're gonna wear you out. They're gonna end up covering and they're gonna win because they're playing for something bigger than themselves. A, a bull berth that they're not going to get because they signed a contract. And if we stop respecting contracts, then society will crumble. So let them play for that. Cool. That's great. But uh, they'll still cover. It'll be good. I, I, I respect your your insight on uh, contract law. Um, thank you for that. Um, my last one. My last one. <laughs> hey, you're the one who said it. My I, last one. Better come Dude, the scandal special man, I think is is like seven and one or something like that since they fired Mel Tucker. The scandal special, the scandal, the scandal. Hey, Jesus Christ, ahead. the scandal. Hey, we're, 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 all right, go ahead. The From scandal the special is one of the best plays in sports. When a head coach gets fired, not only fired, but also when there is a serious off the field allegation that occurs, you can bet your goddamn ass that I'm taking it. Nebraska minus three and a half. Matt Rule has the Huskers. They're hot right now, man. They're, they are a good doing quality good. team right now. They have outperformed everybody's expect- expectation. Everyone thought that they were a dead body after Colorado. You know what? Matt Rule's Nebraska team's more impressive than Colorado right now, guys. None of you wanted to admit that, but they are. They're going to hang a lot of points. I watched Minnesota make me some money last week, and Minnesota's offense stinks. It's god awful, and they covered last week. Are you kidding me? I think the line was five and a half, and I got it to hit. Nebraska minus three and a half. What does Minnesota have? Oh, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. I thought it was pretty. They have that big dumb outfit quarterback who's so bad. The guy's just no idea what he's doing back there. That is a John Elway quarterback pick if I've ever seen one. Took me a moment. Uh, my final game here, Washington giving three and a half to USC. Why is this line so small, fellas? You trying to you trying to pay my rent? 
Why is the line so small? They know something. They're going to win by a billion. It's not going to be close. It's going to it's going to be a a snoozer because Washington is just going to just think think there. I'm cable. I'm I'm Michael Penix. You want a touchdown? I got a touchdown for you. You want to I see in the corner laser missile and then they have 50. And even if USC scores 45, they cover. So I am Uh, taking Washington. I love when you pick three games that are going to set you up for another own through. You just love risky picks, man. You just really love these, these, these high payout chance of hitting risky picks. That's just what you love. How are these risky picks? They're against the spread. They're all minus one ten. And if they weren't, they'd be minus one oh five or risky. Learn how to gamble. They're risky because of the matchup. These are any anyone Rutgers is playing attention. Ohio State. Who's going to be ranked one tonight? They on have the one CFP. game. Shut they up. have one game where they didn't cover. They covered against Michigan. How was I said the JMU had maybe one game they didn't cover? Tell me how that's risky, Jack. I don't think that they could score that many points you to cover like five and a half. Three weeks ago, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. I started in week zero. In I started week zero, and you know what? I've netted. I'm over 100% in you the could green. You couldn't net a fish, idiot. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. Dickhead. Also, All right. I'm not impressed if you started this year. You haven't been in the trenches. I bet all of last year, too. I bet MLB games and basketball games, you dickhead. I just don't talk to you about it. Did you bet the you th- Phillies? You think that you, you, how'd they do? You piece of garbage. You're a piece of garbage. I bet on them on game seven. I'm glad they lost. You're an asshole. You're an that asshole. Was, That's that was joke. worth two units. It was worth two units to bet on them and jinx them. That was awesome. Just like you're doing here with Notre Dame. All right, let's, let's talk about um, the latest update with Connor Stallion. So there was a picture that was released. Uh, if you don't know who Connor Stallion's in is, and you're listening to a college football show, please Find the rock that you're underneath and remove it from yourself. It's stallions with one L also. The latest. The late. Yeah, that is very frustrating. The latest. There was a picture that was released. Uh, people are are doing a where's Waldo now of finding him on various sidelines. Somebody spotted him on the Central Michigan sideline wearing Central Michigan gear with a sideline pass watching the Central Michigan Michigan State game. Obviously, we know what he was there for. He was stealing signs. I know people are upset by this. I know that there is um, espionage and there's computer hacking involved and the FBI is now involved. Some people are going to go to jail. But I can't help but laugh at this because this is so goddamn funny. This guy is so comically good yet bad at, at, at trying to steal science. He is so creative but is so terrible at getting not caught that he is turning. I, I don't know how to describe this. He's it's a your, meme at this point. He's your buddy that keeps on getting dumped for cheating, but every girlfriend that he gets, he gets like three more girls that want to hook up with him. So you're like, he's kind of like, like he's women like him, but he keeps on getting broken up with. I, I, I don't get, and the usage and it, what's coupled with it. That makes it hilarious for me. Uh-huh. Two parts. You're messing with college football fans who have nothing but time. They have the most time on planet Earth. I, 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 and, I, I, and I told you yesterday, it was with, with uh, Brendan, one of our uh, friends and listeners, typed an essay about, about a team or a game. I didn't read a, a word of it because I'm, I'm like, eh, this too much, too much time. Yeah. So they're going to do some digging. They're going to take all of their free time 
and tr- and scan and scan and scan for a dope in some glasses on the sidelines. And secondly, he can't be that much of a dope. The guy was a Marine. So I like that it's the comedy of, yeah, I'm going to bring some Marine tactics, hide in the ceiling, drop down, and, and try to scout the Chippewas. That's what I got going on. It, it, it's it's fantastically funny. He should be an operator skin in the new Call of Duty because he is good at getting where he needs to be. But he's not Thank good God at hiding. He's only stealing signs. It's still trivial. That's a good point. He's not executing uh, backdoor orders. God, it's just so stupid. It's it's, it's the stupidest, best saga. And because you're doing it now with the cameras and the TV, he's just going to get seen everywhere. It's not going to. This will be going till December. And I hope it does. I can't get enough of it. I just love the fact that every detail that's released is comedically worse than the last thing. You know, like, what's the next thing going to be? What's the what's the next discovery that we're going to find out? It was, out? okay, so you, you had a guy out there scouting. All right, well, that's kind of that's kind of funny, interesting. It's a bit scandalous. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He's got a manifesto? Wait, wait. 600 pages about how much he loves Michigan and and basically you would do anything for them and that this is how we should be run. Okay, all right, that's, that's diehard. Wait, he's disguising himself as a, a, a Central Michigan coach? Okay. All right. I don't know what's next. We're going to find out that he's like in the big red out. costume. He's actually Tony Petiti and and he's he's the commissioner. <laughs> he every move that he's made has been to set up Michigan for for the promised land. That's what we're going to figure out. So someone's going to find him lined up in the A gap playing linebacker for an FCS team. That's that's <laughs> the next thing that we're going to find out. Is this him? He's in a full uniform. How did he get on the field? He's got Who good form. On the field? Guy, he's got good sideline to sideline. They'll give him oh, that. God. Um, the other thing that broke this week, talking about um, Dabo Sweeney's reaction to a caller. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to read the full transcript or any of that stuff. On Monday night during his coach's show, uh, a younger individual, I don't think the age of him was revealed, but he sounded younger, admonished not only in a call, but directed at Dabo Sweeney on his show, completely criticized him for him making $11.5 million to only have a four and four record this season, completely went in on him on a, just a total long diatribe that he just broke down Dabo Sweeney's lack of success this season. And he was Sweeney Dabo was very upset in reaction to this. Now I don't, I don't want to talk about like his reaction because he's pompous and I don't like him and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Oh, I love him. I'm hyper fixated on who the hell is the producer of this show? This is a producer's podcast. You know, like that's what this is. This is how it's how it's been for the past couple of years. We're two college football producers, right? How the hell are you going to sit there and listen to that guy? Not only it'd be one thing if this was, you know, Bob and Billy's afternoon show sure. in the middle of South Dakota goes on this rant. And then you're like, okay, yeah, let's just let him keep going. This is kind of funny. That's a college but football fan. You let him shit talk Dabo to his face. You gave him the open floor to shit talk him, and then you didn't cut him off. That's producer one hundred and one minutes. It was an extremely long call. That's a long call for a good caller, and I think inherently this is a good call. 
because it sparked conversation. It got a reaction out of the host. But you got to remember, your host is a college football coach that's doing this for a significant amount of money. So the so it doesn't have to be disclosed how much the, the university is giving in this contract. College football coaches shows are not because college football coaches want to do a radio show. It's because their contract has different incentives and different layers to it. Our coach at Rhode Island had one. You yeah. think he wanted to be in a restaurant on a Thursday night? No. Yeah. He wants to be sitting at home doing anything but that. So you're already catching Dabo after a loss. You're catching him at something he doesn't want to do. He knows it's going to suck. He's, people are upset with him. And as the producer, you say, all right, well, Tyler's got some thoughts. You know, he's he's going he's gonna to come on here and give some thoughts. After a minute, hang up. I would have hung up. You made I would have hung up after 10 seconds. Just you it's made so, your point. And I think it's good. I don't think that hosts of shows should be handled with kid gloves. You and I have seen a good amount of that this week uh, with, within our personal lives. Yeah. And I respect, and that's how it's supposed to be. But he's not a radio host. He's a coach. And you were given an open forum, and I'm sure you said some things that a lot of Clemson fans needed to say. But the producer fell on his face. And I would wager he's not a real producer, but a a board op, a Jack O'Mara in the athletic department. Oh, oh, no! Come on, they got the. I no, would they have wager the it's an athletic department. I know they have the infrastructure. They I definitely do. have the infrastructure. I, I bet that there is an actual board. I op bet and it's a producer. somebody in the athletic department that worked for the radio station. And they said, "Hey, can you do this? We, you know, we'll get you some chicken tenders and a beer. Uh, that's uh, cool." That's that's this how Clemson. They have more resources than how that. do you know? What do you you you? <laughs> it's an AC. It's the one of the top ACC schools. You think that they don't have the infrastructure to have a, a, a well produced coaches show? Obviously not. It's not well produced. <laughs> I just think that the, the there was a buffoon that was sitting behind the produce in the producer's chair that was just sitting there listening to this go on and on and was just like, "Oh, this is a really interesting phone call." Oh, I was supposed to hit the dump button. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't. I didn't. Hey, they made up some good points, though, is that, Coach. Is that your South Carolina accent? No, that's my that producer dweeb accent? who shouldn't oh, be sure. a producer. Um, oh, sure. That's the same voice I would do if I was impersonating an ESPN production assistant. Because oh. those are all dorks who don't know anything about oh. media or sports. Oh, oh God. Seems like we're. <laughs> Seems like you found a rich vein there. Yeah, it is, it is a rich vein. <laughs> for another show baby uh i didn't mind seeing Dabo get animated i'm a Dabo fan he provides content he's a unique character uh he, he stinks. does things his own way he's a bad person he's stick why because he didn't offer you he, he he's an ass because he, he didn't offer me i knew i was getting an offer from clemson Dabo stinks in a unique way which can't be replicated anywhere else which i love he's not hugh freeze scandal He's he he's he, he's built it up stubborn stink, which I can't get enough of. Gets in his own way to the stubbornness, faith, hard headedness, whatever it is. That's how he operates. I can't. He's a one of one. I love it. He's almost Harbaugh esque. He's almost in the same vein of crazy, just doing it. I I, I like. I'm a Dabo guy. It's good enough to wrap us up on yeah, sure. at Joe DeLeon. At Sanderson Radio on Twitter. Make sure to check out Hack City on all podcast platforms and hit that subscribe button. You didn't win that argument. That wasn't even an argument. That was just a back and forth. 
You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. You're a well, goddamn you're, idiot. I'm sure your reaction is, is valid for somebody that won the argument. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.